OPN Ask an Angel podcasts are conversations with global angel investors and venture capitalists. We explore how to invest, understanding investment strategies, and approaches to due diligence. Join us and learn what it takes to be a startup or what it takes to invest in the next great company. Welcome. Let's get started. We're gonna we're gonna jump right into this, just kind of as we as we normally do. But welcome to Supporters Fund Ask an Angel. I'm your host Jeffrey Pavin, and let's uh, welcome our investor today, which is Vlad Trotko, and you are in Russia. So I'm going to say thank you very much for joining us today. Very excited to to dive in, and um, welcome. Yeah, uh, Jeffrey, thank you, thank you very much for having me here. So, uh, and uh, and it would be it would it's my pleasure to chat to chat here. I like it. Well, the way we like to start, Vlad, is if you could share a little bit about your background, uh, and there's a lot of great things in there, and I know we've chatted a bunch of times, so I'm excited to kind of dive into this, but share a little bit about your background, kind of where you're at today, and then one thing about you that nobody would know. Thank you. Thank you, Jeffrey. So uh, I was born in Siberia and, uh, after, uh, and, when, and grew in Moscow. So, and uh, uh, after I finished my economical degree, I started to be investor. So, for the whole of my life, I, I was a I, professional life. I was an investor. So, I started in uh, to work in a couple of uh, family offices and investment companies, and was focused on acquiring mining companies, some some airlines companies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But after the market crash in two thousand eight. I moved to the to the Russian fund, which is for, which was focused on uh, gross uh, technology investments. So, and from that time, from 2008, uh, I started my career in high tech investments. I would say. So, uh, during during that ten- tenure, I invested in a couple of companies which are large right now. So, for example, uh, I invested as a growth stage investor in a company called Quantana. Uh, w- uh, which was a Silicon Valley-based uh, company backed by Sequoia and, and, by, and a bunch of other VCs. And uh, it was sold for $1.2 billion around three years ago. Uh, and while, while I was uh, writing the checks of, of gross, gross investor, you know, 20, 30 million bucks, I, I, I started to feel that I wish to be part of this uh, Family of investors, so and in, in right, and I started to in, to invest my own capital as a business angel. So, so around seven years ago, I started to write my my personal check checks, and one of the, my, my my best deals for now is company called uh, called, called Zipline. It's a, a drone delivery company. It's it's helping in, and saving lives around the globe, uh, and uh, right now there. They, they they were starting their activity uh, in uh, in Africa in in Rwanda and Ghana. Uh, now they're moving back and, and probably until end of this year they will start uh, providing. Uh, the, 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 they will deliver uh, COVID uh, COVID vaccines around the U.S. as well. So and and from that time I decided to be focused personally as an as a business angel on uh, social impact and happiness of startups. So, so and uh, doing, uh, doing this currently. So, and, and around three years ago, I moved from, the, from previous fund to my current fund in, where I am partner, a fund called Digital Horizon. 
we are focused on fintech and B2B software uh, companies in, in a, on A rounds, mainly in Europe and Israel. Uh, and we love to invest into immigrant founders. We are truly a significant part of our team are immigrants. So, and we, we love to invest into immigrants because we see them, uh, they have a, a mojo and, and willingness to, to, to build something big. I love it. That's, uh, that's a great initiative and a, a awesome background. And we're going to dive into some of that shortly. Uh, before we do, uh, one thing about you that nobody would know. Um, probably the, the, the most of people don't know of the, that I was born in Siberia, in the, one of the coldest places in, uh, in, the, in the world. So in, in the winter, at at, at place where, where, where I grew, it was minus 42 uh, Celsius. So it's, it was quite cold and uh, it was very interesting to go into the, into the school on, on, uh, on winter. So that's... Oh, that is pretty fascinating. And I can just imagine the, uh, those cold walks to school in the morning. Um, yeah. I grew up up north where it would get cold and lots of snow, but it certainly didn't uh, hit minus 42. So uh, that's pretty, uh, pretty exciting. But I know that uh, in a lot of rural areas in Siberia too, it's very communal based. So it's a lot of community helping each other out. Is that, is that a yeah. fair assessment? Yeah, 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 it's true. It's true. So, you know, in, in, in such a tough environment, you could not live alone. So it's, it's very, it's very community-based type of uh, environment there. Pe- people there are, are ready to help each other. And uh, that's how they, they, they live through the tough, tough time. Well, we're going to bring that back one uh, back to your uh, your investment theories. But when I do that, I, but I, I'm going to try this new segment. This is going to be something a little bit before we get to rapid fire questions around the business side. Uh, I have some other ones that I wanted to add in, and the the questions are going to be really basic to kind of get things going. So um, they're uh, a new new thing. We're trying something different here. All right. So sure. Uh, First question is, book or movie? Pick one or the other. Uh, book or movie? Yeah, which one would you take? Right, right now, movie. <laughs> All right. Sport? To play a sport or a board game? Uh, play sport. Okay. Tech? Invest in tech or CPG? Invest in tech. Uh, unicorn? Or a five-year exit. Uh, <laughs> uh, let, uh, let's uh, let's put unicorn here. But, right. uh, but, uh, but it's 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 tough question because you don't know the return on in both directions. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's why they're called unicorns. Uh, <laughs> founder or co-founders? Uh, co-founders. Brand or tech. Would you go for a big brand, something that's building a brand, or someone that's building tech and doesn't have a brand yet? Uh, tech. Tech for now. AI or blockchain? AI. First-time founder or second or third-time founder? Uh, I would not block uh, first-time founder, but, uh, but definitely if the price is reasonable, would take uh, second, third, fourth-time founder. First money in or Series A? We are Series A. 
Okay. Very cool. All right. Those are a good starting point. Very good starting point. Trying something more rapid fire and a way to break the ice. But I like yeah. that. I've got way better yeah. questions though. And, 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 and by the way, if we're returning to the last question, it's funny, but uh, sometimes I, I, I feel uh, that I have uh, uh, two people in, in, inside, inside of my, my person, person. Because as, a, I, as an angel, I, I could be a first money. But as a VC, I have to be around A and be focused on around A guy. Nope, that makes sense. No, totally. So to kind of go back a little bit, and, and we're going to shift back in time to uh, on your profile side, what I love about kind of where you've come, Vlad, and the things that you've done is that you've been purely focused the entire time in your whole career on investing yep. and investing in Series A or even early stage and up. So I think from all the things and the materials that I've read and learned, uh, excluding the stuff that was in Russian that I couldn't understand, but I wish I could, cause it would have been interesting. Um, a lot of it goes back to, uh, I think pigeonholing yourself as an investor and going down this funnel that you've always been in and investing in things that are comfortable. And I think you try to get people to say, Hey, stop investing in what's comfortable and start looking at things that aren't comfortable and start yep. kind of taking your view and opening it up a little bit more. So if we go back to uh, being born in Siberia and, and all of the things that you've done in the investing side, really based around community, you've started to invest in, and look at only investing um, in uh, immigrant founders. So you really are so focused around this community based, how much of this, learning came from that early stage investing when you first started working in this realm, what types of things did you learn about? And maybe there's one or five things that really stand out the most, but what things did you learn about founders and how they run their companies that got you to today, only looking at this certain vertical there were, were there some big instances that occurred back in time that really shaped the way you wanted to invest? Yeah. 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 So uh, the, uh, the first point is that, uh, 95% of the founders fails because of the psychology. So they, they, they didn't choose the right job or, or they, they can't agree about something with the co-founders or, or, or the investors. And, uh, and, and from my side, if we're speaking about pre-seed, seed, and maybe sometimes around A, psychology is the key differentiator and, and, and key topic to, to think about uh, uh, founders and, and 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 that's why I like to to uh, to to chat with my with my wife about each of the founders and she she's assessing sometimes uh, those guys. She's a psychologist and she uh, you know uh, there are a lot of uh, uh, founders but uh, only the the most focused in most uh, uh, and energetic guys who, who could could build something big. So and uh, and it's given, it moves to the second stage. So if we're speaking about the immigrant founders, I think uh, uh, I, uh, as I said, a lot of my friends are immigrants. So they are immigrants in Canada, U.S., Israel, uh, U.K., etc. So when I see and I saw how they uh, how they uh, try to find their way so, and how hard it was. So and that's why, for example. Uh, one of my key learnings here is that uh, you could not start your new company in, in a new uh, area uh, before you solve all your your common problems. Uh, so and it will take two to three years from from your immigration. 
process because you have to your, your child should, should go to school to write school your wife should be should be happy etc etc so and uh, uh, that's that's another another point so that's uh, only after a couple of years of living in in the current environment you can start your new new company not uh, you, you could not start it before if we're speaking about the first-time founders versus uh, second, third, uh, etc., founders, I, re I really like both, but uh, the, the key, key question is valuation. So, and uh, and I, I recently was, a couple of times, was burned by high valuation, but still the, the founders were so, so incredible that they grew more money with the higher valuation very rapidly. So, and... Uh, uh, on on a couple of deals I passed only because of, of the valuation and the, now I call this uh, sometimes valuation are high and it's it's reasonable high reasonably high uh, so in the if it could be on even around eight could be I don't know thirty to fifty million but the, those companies can can grow rapidly to to couple of billions easily and and uh, and some of them sh showed to me. Uh, but if I'm speaking about the first-time founders, most of them uh, could not uh, grow so fast. They uh, don't have experience. Uh, but if we're speaking about the first point, I really like uh, the, the, the first-time founders which find their gray hair uh, mentors. Uh, where, so it's uh, some sort of tandem between uh, uh, gray hair, uh, let's say, mentor or COO, and, and, and CEO and founder, which is bright enough and, and very powerful. Uh, you, can, you can look on Facebook uh, with, with Mark and, and, and his CEO, et cetera, et cetera. So there are a lot of such tandems on the market right now. And, or, or Eric Schmidt with the, with the Google co-founders, so et cetera, et cetera. And uh, some, sometimes uh, those guys will appear on A rounds, sometimes earlier, but... Uh, I really like uh, when they come uh, to the to the board, uh, to the management board or the board of directors, and uh, it's it's funny to uh, to see this kind of uh, um, situation oftenly in the UK. And in the UK, it's quite common that the grey hair guys are uh, independent board directors. So, and and I I really like it, and it's it's uncommon in the US. But in the UK, it's, it's quite standard when they, you know, 50 plus uh, or 45 plus uh, person with the two, three, four uh, companies under his hood uh, is joining the board and helps uh, with operations and with the uh, with the with the part, uh, with all this kind of uh, paranoid stuff and. Uh, uh, and all the problems of the young founders, which just don't have enough experience. So probably this, this are, there are four points which, which I learned from my experience. Can you explain a bit more what you mean by independent board seat versus a standard board seat that would be taking place, um, say in a, in a normal, I'm assuming you're talking from series A and above, yep. uh, once a board is created, um, is there any other structures that you're that you guys look for from a VC perspective on putting people on board seats? Is there a whole different um, look 
Do you like to reshuffle boards when it comes to a series A? If a board has already been created, maybe we can dive a little bit more into that because I think this is always the fear of any founder is that when they start working with a VC that VCs come in and want to change their world, change the board up and then take over the company. And there's this big fear of I'm going to lose my company once I go to VC world. Uh, maybe we can talk a little bit about that as uh, as a next steps. Yeah, 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 I agree. So if, if I speak in general, on, on mainly on A rounds, the founders are still, uh, still have a controlling stakes of more than 50%. So in this case, it would be tough to, to any investor to, to take out their, any kind of founders but if, if they were not diluted significantly previously. Uh, so, but, but in general, if we're speaking about the uh, board composition, um, as always, most of the uh, board investors are investors in the company, so they're representative of the, of the VC funds. Uh, in UK, it's quite common that uh, uh, a company is hiring independent uh, board chairman and then and uh, instead of just you know visiting company you know one time per quarter or one time per month this particular person is is helping in a day day job to to the founder he's mentoring him or her or, and he is helping uh, to build to build relations with the with the vc funds of, or with the employees because they they know how uh, how those kind of operations are doing and that's why I like uh, this kind of approach, uh, because uh, there are there are lack of founders who build it really scalable and big companies. Uh, but uh, people who don't want to be operator anymore, but can help significantly help without any kind of restrictions. Uh, it's 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 a good point. From from my perspective, I really like when those people are also investing into this company, so personal personal money. And uh, because it's, it's uh, I always uh, propose to any founder to, if, if they wish to bring on board any, any kind of advisor, not to pay him, but, but ask uh, to, uh, to put his advisory uh, money into, into the company. So as a, somehow. So and it's, it's a really good point because uh, any, any advisor would be much more, useful if uh, he has a skin in the game. And is it common or true that sometimes you'll have an independent board seat that won't be an investor in the meeting into the board, into the company specifically so that they can push against and they don't have as much waiting, or is it always that you want to make sure that everybody on the board has heavily invested in the company? Uh, Something. Again, sometimes uh, it happens when, when, when there are some, some, some people without investments, but uh, on A-rounds, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's quite uncommon, I would say. Okay. And I think that's good because, as you mentioned, when you have skin in the game, you have more reason to push and ensure that the business moves in the right direction. So everybody should be well-vested by the time it gets to a Series A. Exactly. And how common is it where... You see in the, in the news, you'll see it a couple of times where the CEO has been outed by the board and things like that. How often do you see this? And is it something that is common or only because the media pushes it that it seems common that um, and we can kind of break the barriers here so that founders don't have this fear that when you're raising funds and you're going to venture capitalists, um, that when you get to that stage, that 
you know, find the right investors to invest in your company, but just know that they're there to protect their interests, your interests, the company's interests, and all of the investors at the same time. So there's an equal balance of supporting this. And it's not always looked upon that they're trying to take you out as a founder. Yeah, well, from, from my perspective, uh, the, the media is trying to, you know, to increase the scandals and a number of scandals are, are, are around the, the VC. And, and again, from, from another point of view, most of those scandals are uh, having, uh, are taking place in, on a, in a SPAC, so which, which are just recently grow significantly. So, and, and, and as always, when there are there is a huge demand on some uh, some instrument like Sparks, it, sh- it should be some uh, uh, some uh, Jeffrey Madoff's uh, guy who, uh, who who are trying to uh, uh, to trick this this kind of uh, topic. Uh, if I'm speaking about the A rounds or C rounds, I don't see a lot of uh, audits from 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 the uh, board of directors. Sometimes it's happened, but it's 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 uh, quite uncommon. But in a, in any case, uh, during the new round, each of the new investor, more in most uh, cases, uh, if we're speaking about B or C rounds, uh, investors are asking for financial and uh, legal due diligence, just just a general one. And we we also are not speaking about any kind of uh, any kind of harassment or etc. Because it, the the whistleblowers sometimes uh, t- take place and uh, and you have to uh, make tough decisions uh, on the, on the board even earlier or later uh, of the life cycle of the company. Which I think is a a great segue into taking the, this type of learning and why you create a board to help form from a fiduciary responsibility and the governance around the business. Can you maybe give uh, the listeners a little bit of an understanding of the types of problems that people would face in a board in a series A or series B company? What are the kind of things that you may not think could come about that do get tabled and have to be resolved and can create a lot of panic and can, can create also uh, maybe dissidents where people just don't want to be part of the company or find that things are going in the wrong direction. Is there, uh, maybe you can give us a couple pointers or some uh, use case ideas just to explain the types of things that you'll face once you start to grow your company. Sure, sure, sure. So the, 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 most, co- uh, the, the most common discussions which we have on board is the how to grow. So, and, and should, should we fire the, the whole or the whole our money in the, and, and grow as fast as possible, or should we do it a little bit steadily? And on a round, you 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 are not sure uh, because most of your um, uh, your clients are just you know on a rounds probably you'll have a, around one million in ARR, so uh, it would not be a lot of customers. So who are using you? Uh, and you have to choose the right direction where you should, where you should spend your money and then hire right people. So uh, so f- f- so the there is a key question which we have: should should we grow fast or should we steadily build the product and 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 continue uh, iterating? And so in, in each direct, in each company, we're choosing the different. It could be different solutions on each. Another point, uh, as always, it's uh, uh, hiring. So, uh, if we're speaking again, 
it's subject to growth, but uh, or, or or product building. But should we uh, so priority round B, we should we have to hire more C level guys. Probably it could be uh, chief marketing officer, chief business officer, etc. Uh, sometimes even CTO or or uh, chief engineering, etc. So and uh, uh, to be ready for for to, to to the scale of the B round, you have to uh, to build your uh, you, you you have to start building your operation uh, operations well because sometimes if the if the growth occur but the operations is not so good uh, it, it can crash in the company from the inside because just uh, customer success uh, doesn't have enough uh, power to to work with uh, with so many number of uh, clients etc cetera, etc cetera. so uh, another point could be that uh, um, Speed hiring and, uh, and 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 the fundraising again. So when we should go and fundraise? Should it be uh, do we uh, should we put any kind of uh, KPIs and, and uh, have a north star of the, of those and then subject to to achieving them go and fundraise or should uh, should the founder take some time to to chat with the with the uh, possible investors during the time after the round? It's it's all. It's quite often questions from from the founders. Founders asking for for mentorship about this because uh, you know after any any announcement of of your A or C round, it would be a lot of people who will come and uh, and and ask you uh, ask for for some time to chat about this, the future and and the current situation. And the founders have to build the product at that time. So, you know, this kind of balance between the fundraising and from one side and, and the product building, uh, it's, it is it, quite tough. And, uh, and people just don't have uh, more than 24 hours in a, in a day. And how frequently do you have board meetings at a Series A level? Is it at, in Series B? Is it quarterly? Is it monthly? Weekly? Mm -hmm. In 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 most cases on C level and A rounds uh, we have a uh, monthly meetings on the B rounds uh, it's moving to to the quarterly meetings mainly uh, but uh, sometimes if if the if the company is in crisis then we could we could, we could, we could have a chat once per one or two weeks. Okay, so do you guys kind of move based on how the company's working and what they're going through at the time? Yeah, exactly. And so in there, like at any board, and once you start setting up a board in, a, in an earlier stage, you know, you're, you're getting treasurers and um, you have all these different roles that you kind of fill at the beginning from a secretary, board chair. Is there um, any specific spot that you like to fit in? Uh, do you use, because you've been investing for a long time and working as a VC, do you take a board seat and come in as a treasurer? Uh, or do you try to push that to maybe a CFO style type person? Is there recommendations that you have? And how does a startup, even though they're at a series A, how do they make sure that the right people are in that board supporting them and not supporting themselves or breaking out to support some other initiatives? Is there certain ways that startups can board the, build these boards early on that become very supportive of their direction and supporting of the growth of their company? 
So uh, I personally helped uh, a lot uh, with the with the fundraising and with the business development because I know I know a lot of funds and angels and and, and advisors and corporates. So I just and I, I and my, my idea is that I opened the doors and the founder could choose uh, which which door he he will need or she she will need. So it's it's for my. Uh, my, my my approach. If I speak if I speaking about uh, about board and board composition, it's 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 quite hard question. And my suggestion would be uh, to ask the investor and and receive some uh, some some references on him on or on her. So and it's it's worked quite well. And uh, right now I, I recently received. Uh, Ask my founders what they're thinking about me, and and they, and uh, they send me a lot of uh, good quotes. So, and I think uh, uh, any any investor could, uh, should have a couple of founders, uh, which which gives him gives him uh, those kind of quotes, and they could chat with uh, with other founders and and, and say uh, pluses and minuses, pro and cons of the particular person. Because you know, uh, on A round, uh, it's it's uh, it's a journey with the eight to ten years time frame. So, and it's it's uh, on average, it's even longer than the average bride right now, a marriage right now. So, it's uh, you ha- you have to think uh, carefully about those people who, who will be on your board and, and who will be your investors, and. Uh, uh, yeah, I know that a lot of uh, my my first Czech companies they, they are sometimes asking me that I I'm Russians, for example. But uh, right now, a lot of my founders who are not Russian and uh, they they could give a lot of sense to the uh, to the uh, and, and a lot of idea how I can help outside, so in Europe or US. So and uh, that's that's the case. No, that's great. And it's it's also good to know that when uh, a company is building their boards, they can look for outside experience and bring in that experience. And in your case, bring somebody in that's in other countries where they may choose to expand their product and their offering. So they have someone that can head up in that market. And, and that brings a lot of value back to that board seat as well. Yep. No, that's great. And I find that once that first money gets in and you start to build up this board, it becomes very important to the company. Uh, again, not just from a, a judicial stand, standpoint, but just in general, that the founder now has a team of coaches that can benefit and help them grow. And I think sometimes maybe founders forget that that is important to uh, the potential growth. And if they get into that right away at the early stage, speaking to these this group, that as this grows, they're going to be able to work through more problems quicker and faster. Um, and those problems, as you alluded to, they can be anything from growth, sales. It could be from being sued. Uh, there could be a lot of things that take place in a business that we don't expect to ever happen. Uh, patent infringements, you name it. And then you end up having to deal with those and having that soundboard of people that have been there, done that and gone through these can really help you move through this uh, ecosystem a lot quicker, faster. And as you said, you might be doing this on a weekly basis, depending on how crazy things are going. And uh, you might be meeting weekly with the founders in, in your board meetings. Yep. Yeah, exactly. No, that's valuable and great information too. So now 
what types of things as a VC in the stage that you're coming in at, and again, not from the angel side, because that's a lot earlier in a whole different mindset, like you mentioned, but from a VC standpoint, it's not, I'm not going to say that it's not common or uncommon that VCs will go in earlier stages, but let's just say that most venture capitalists tend to look at that seven, five to seven year exit window. So they come in at a series A, that seems to be where they play the best. They want to come in, be aggressive, um, make their investment and go forward. What types of things do you look for in a, a series A company that you feel really fits the criteria outside of being an immigrant based founder? What other things really do you put emphasis on? Is there like a top five list of they have to be able to hit this number? Or they have to have this many employees uh, like, is there a certain structure that will get you to at least at the table? And then is sure, there sure. other things that kind of put you over the edge and get you to invest? Sure. So if we're speaking about the list of uh, main let's say, qualification list, yeah. So first we're, we're looking into the size of the market for the product. So it should be quite significant. And in most cases, we, uh, are, we I would say some, some some uh, in some sense uh, we're conservative investors, so we we do not invest into the uh, into the markets which which are not uh, which are not uh, yet here. I would say so. And those markets, uh, if we're speaking about the market size, it should be minimum uh, five hundred million bucks uh, a year. So it's it should be sizable to build some uh, sizable company, uh, and and uh, this market should grow. Uh, and, and not decline. So um, it, the, the rate of the growth could be different, but it, but still it, it should grow. Second point is the traction of the company. So on a round, we we don't like to invest into the company without revenue. So we are mostly focused on on company with the uh, with uh, seven hundred or one million ARR or even higher. Uh, the idea under underneath this is. Uh, to avoid technical mistakes, so we don't want to to spend a lot of time on on uh, technology due diligence. And if there are se several customers who are paying for for the services, uh, this uh, this shows us that uh, that the product is here. So and, and you just need to figure out uh, how to sell it and uh, and just help to to find right right people to to build this kind of funnel for to, to the sales. Uh, third point is is the team. It's it's not uh, you, you cannot uh, work, quantify this, but you have to look on on the founders and 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 the, and the C level guys. So are they uh, are they first time founders or second time? Uh, you know, uh, what kind of architecture did they build inside of the? Well, I really like to, to to chat with the founders about the culture. So, in what kind of culture do they have uh, inside of the company? Because sometimes, sometimes, yeah, there you could have quite bad culture, and in in three to five years, it can uh, it, it could uh, you you could have a lot of problems with the with the growth and uh, and hiring. Uh, number four would be valuation. So it, it's it's fully fully. Uh, you can you can calculate it quite easily, and it's for me. It's in most cases it would be uh, easy pass if I see it on a round valuation of something like uh, ten million 
or 100 million uh, pre-money valuation. In, in both cases, it's something wrong here. Uh, uh, so uh, additional point is the, the size of the round. Uh, and uh, if, again, it's, it really depends from the, uh, from industry to industry, because uh, if you right now look on, on a grocery delivery, you will see that after one year, a company is raising, I don't know, one billion with, uh, with a six billion uh, post-money valuation. It's, uh, from my perspective, it's, it's still uh, a little bit crazy, but, uh, but we see uh, already for this, uh, and they, they, they wish to scale it fast, and uh, they understand that the founders should not be diluted significantly. And if, by the way, if we should move to the last point for now about uh, the founder stake. Uh, on, on A rounds, it should, not, it should not be lower than 50%. If I see that uh, it's below 60%, uh, 50%, it, it, it mainly uh, a red flag for me. Because uh, if on, after A round, uh, they have a, such a small stake, then after two or three rounds more, uh, they would be somewhere around, I don't know, 10 to 15 percent, and it would not be sizable enough to to build really big a big company. In most cases, it's mean that uh, that they will be ready to sell the company for a couple of hundreds and and do it faster and to start build the next one, next company, which they which where they will have a much bigger stake and uh, and earn much more money. No, that's a good point, and and I I like that uh, way of thinking. And do all VCs think this way at a a Series A? Like, are they all trying to ensure that their founders uh, have a significant stake in the company, even at that Series A? Or do some of them look at it as a potential takeout if they can see them uh, owning and running and operating this company? So sometimes I'm I'm I'm, I'm seeing that the. Uh, in uh, recently, it's it, it's uh, uh, it's new and quite uncommon situations when uh, when it appears uh, when venture builders come to the place. In in venture builder uh, company, in the, after after the venture builder, most of the founders uh, have only around twenty five thirty percent prior the A round. Uh, but but uh, and and sometimes I'm I'm seeing the situations where the uh, quite standard A rounds investors decide to cancel those uh, the, uh, those founders. Sometimes I, I, I saw that uh, that uh, if the growth uh, the growth of the company is very high, uh, VC could could accept even small stake of the founders. But okay. but the but but venture builder model is still quite uncommon. So there are a lot, not a lot of venture builders. But the, but it's interesting to to see and 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 the evolution of of those later on. People, uh, the idea. I don't know. Uh, just just to, uh, to to give you an idea that the idea of venture builders is uh, to give uh, some sort of safe safe. A safety place for the founders. They they will earn uh, the salary like in corporation corporates, and and uh, have a twenty thirty percent uh, stake. So uh, if they fail, they still uh, be, 
their childs will still go to the school so and they don't have uh, and, and and this this kind of salary will still pay the mortgage okay nope that's interesting well so some more uh, great points there and i guess the the last question before we jump into uh more of the rapid fire questions that i have is that throughout the journey that you've been working in the angel and VC space, it, do you have a preference that what you like better? Do you like the high risk and going in as an angel or, or do you find that's more of a feeder to your real meat and potatoes of being a VC that, you know, you're kind of eating the risk and hoping that they'll get to that series a, but you really love coming in at a series a because you've got a lot of great successful companies that you've had grow and build up. So do you find that you play better in that um, Series A and above world, that you find that that risk level is just a really good position for where you like to invest? Yeah. You know, uh, I really like both. So, and by, but, but, but the risk profile for both are different. So I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm still quite aggressive, but aggressive and conservative, if, if I may say, to tell this, on, on the A rounds, because... Uh, uh, as I said, uh, on on A rounds, I could not invest mainly. I could not invest in the the markets which are which are not here right now. So, but but on but on on angel perspective, I I'm fine to to take this risk if I believe in the team. So, on angel perspective, I'm looking on into the mainly two aspects: the size of the market and or possible market, and the and the team. The product would change a lot uh, through this life cycle. So on and on A rounds, I don't think that I, uh, I I'm, I'm sure that it would be lack of pivots on uh, and I'm trying to avoid pivots after A rounds even before I'm I, I really like when the founders make a pivots before A rounds because it's it gives me a sense of the that they are uh, they know uh, uh, they can learn and 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 make right decisions. Uh, Sometimes it's take time, but but again, uh, in, in, in from the general perspective, uh, I like uh, when when the founders are ready for for pivots quite early. Uh, so, if I'm speaking about the A rounds, I I like what I'm doing, and uh, it's uh, it's uh, fascinating fascinating me to invest into this stage and help the founders to make it's it's just a little bit another type of decisions where uh, which uh, founders have to do on the a rounds rather than on c no those are all great points and, and i love that you shared a little bit about the things that you look for from an angel side around team and marketing because the rest of the things will fit in where you have to scrutinize a lot more uh, as you mentioned on the vc series a side where you kind of have six things that you really look for and, and focus on it. and i think those are uh, all very, uh, very valid. Uh, is there, uh, and I guess I'll, I'll ask one last question in this uh, whole space. Is there, I guess in the end goal for you is that you're looking to have an exit. We talk about unicorns. We talk about uh, the potential of uh, companies going all the way in the ways that you validate from an angel and from a VC side. Do you, have your mindset on always looking and trying to find that unicorn in any company you pick, or do you look at companies and say, this company's got, as you mentioned, they're sitting in a $500 billion market. 
they're probably going to exit in eight years and they're going to exit at this amount. And that's your target. That's what you're going for. They're not really looking for unicorns. If they happen to go further than amazing, that's just a value add, but you're really focused on more of that, call it um, one step below unicorn. And that's kind of your goal is that you're trying to look for companies that just can grow big, fit into a market and be taken out at some point. So, so as, as a VC, I'm focused on companies which can grow in, in, in 10 times uh, if, in accordance to valuation, let's say, from the from entry point. So for us, it means that uh, if, if we entered the company with, I don't know, 15 million valuation, let's say, post money, then, then they sh- should grow only for uh, until 150 million. And... Uh, and for us, it's fine. So after this, we can we, we, we can sell, or if we, we, we are part of the rocket ship, uh, to, to to continue our journey. So, but but in general, uh, if uh, our approach is to look ten ten x everywhere, and uh, if we will see that uh, the company continue growing and steadily growing, we we, we will continue uh, help them with the, uh, with the follow up uh, follow on financing. Nope. That's great. I love it. 10 X. That's uh, that's a good number to strive for. And it keeps you uh, sane and not shooting just for unicorns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so uh, unicorns, it's, it's a great marketing trick, but you should earn your money quite fast. Agreed. And I think, uh, I think founders and everybody can be reasonable on the fact that if you're looking for a 10 X exit, that that's a reasonable growth period. And just like anything else that you try to uh, build in 10x, you're going to do all the right things to move that company in that direction because it's important that you guys support them and you work through the ecosystem, the community side, and build that company up uh, to get to a 10x. And I, I think that's reasonable. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, what uh, what I'm seeing recently is that more, uh, a lot of great companies uh, and, and, and new possibilities uh, on the on the market is coming from my founders so they they bring me a new deals and uh, you know i i like the the wording of paid forward so because uh, they, we we help someone uh sometimes later they 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 could pay back here somehow you never know how uh, and uh, it, it, it doesn't matter am i board member or just pure investor in, in all the companies. It's just a way of thinking uh, to give, give, give the opportunities to the founders. Oh, I like it. In one of um, our recent companies that is uh, uh, going to the markets in two weeks, uh, the founder would always remind me from the past and all the way through the journey over the six years that we've been with them, always said to me that uh, I'm working hard to make sure that I bring my investors a 10X. That's what he always would say. And uh, I, I like that. I, I felt that was uh, a very respectable number and that his goal was to continue to do that. And, and uh, they've succeeded quite well. So it's, it's a good thing, I think, as long as the back of your mind from a venture capital or from an angel perspective is that you have to have targets and goals on each side. And hopefully you can meet in the middle on all of them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Very cool. All right, we're going to transition now into... Uh, our rapid fire questions. But just before we do, um, I always like to ask one kind of question around in the journey of all of these things you've been doing in the VC angel world, is there one story that really stands out that you can share about 
one early stage company, if she or he just blew your mind when it, what it took to be an entrepreneur, just kind of the, not so much always the struggles, but just some example or an example of what they had to go through that just kind of really uh, blew your mind that this is what it takes to be an entrepreneur. And this is why you're excited to be a, a VC and investing in these types of people, because they've just got resilience and drive and passion. And it just blew your mind what they had to go through. Is there any type of story that pops up in your mind around that? So uh, I recently heard a story about the the, the founder, uh, uh, the, the lady. She was pregnant uh, during the fundraising, and uh, and uh, I was amazed uh, that a lot of VCs cancel uh, meetings or or decide not to invest in into the into her business only because she was pregnant. Another story I will I heard that uh, it was a. Uh, uh, man and lady which which, uh, which were married and uh, one of the reasons why they didn't raise a lot of capital was uh, that they were family so and uh, the, they were co-founders and uh, it's and it was one of the risks for 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 VCs but the funny story by, by the way if uh, about the, the families is the I heard story about one Israel company where uh, the co-founders are mother and son, and, oh, uh, awesome. and in, in, in Jewish community, it's it's like a legend. I can imagine. I, I work with uh, a company that is um, exactly that. It's uh, mother and son, and they're fantastic, amazing people. Do they do a fantastic job? So. I think that sometimes our biases get in the way of where something is going and the potential of what something can be because we think that there's uh, problems that, oh, they're too close or they could have other issues. But I think at the long, uh, along the journey, as long as you can understand who they are, what they're about and what their common goal is, uh, I think it actually can be a real positive to have people in the same family or people part of the same relations that they can build a company and, and grow successfully. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I, I research a lot the, the biases of VCs and angels and founders, and uh, when we can chat for for a couple of hours about biases of of, of each of them. So yeah, and I, I fully agree that uh, it's uh, they are not helping to the to, to to any any side of this equation. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, okay, so rapid fire questions. We'll start. Uh, what is your favorite part of investing? Um, I think close closing the deal. Uh, the, the 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 first deal. I mean, uh, the the first investments. I like it. Uh, how many companies do you invest in per year? Uh, from five to to ten. Okay, brilliant. Uh, any verticals you like to focus on? FinTech, B two B software, uh, in, 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 uh, social impact. Social impact's good. Uh, do you like to lead rounds? Uh, mostly we are followers and we are co-investors. Okay. Some, so, sometimes rarely we are, we, we are leading rounds. Okay. Any preferred terms, perhaps shares, safes, common? Uh, any, anything quite, quite standard approach. Uh, equity, uh, preferred stocks, and uh, sometimes we are ready for convertibles or safes. Okay. If we're speaking about the bridge round. Okay. Uh, do you do follow-on investments? 
Yep, we, we reserve additional capital for follow-on for, for each of our investments. Okay, board seats? Uh, mostly observer seats or, uh, or, uh, or, or we don't have any, any seats if we, if we invest a small, small piece of the round. Okay, and final question, uh, do you have a minimum or a maximum that you choose to invest? Uh, from uh, if I'm speaking about VC, it's from half a million to 2.5 million per deal, and we we reserve additional up to five million in in follow-ons. Brilliant, I love it. All right, that was good. Okay, now we're going to ask some quick personal questions. Cool. All right, what is your favorite sports team? Uh, Liverpool Football Club from Liverpool. <laughs> All right, uh, Liverpool it's, is okay. Yeah, it's it's UK soccer team. Yeah, for, yeah. For, for, Premier for League. Soccer. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, the English Premier. That they're good. They're good. I'm an Arsenal fan, so but I do like I do like Liverpool. They've got a strong team. They've got some pretty fantastic players. Yeah, ho- ho- hopefully Arsenal will be sold to Daniel Ek soon. Well, Arsenal has a few things they need to make changes on, but we'll, uh, that could be like another three, four hour conversation. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. So favorite movie and what character would you play in the movie? Uh, favorite movie. Uh, I think it was, it, it's Batman. Uh, yep. one of, one of the Batmans and, uh, and what was the second question? Which character would you play? Uh, Batman, of course. <laughs> ah, I like it. I like it. That's good. Um, all right. What is your superpower? Um, I know how to find any people in the world and, and chat with him, with him or her. So, and I know uh, networking is my, my superpower. I like that. I don't think anybody has uh, answered with that as their answer. So that's brilliant. I'm going to come to you now for everything I need to do on the networking side. <laughs> sure, sure. I, uh, it, uh, it was a funny story. We, 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 a couple of years ago, I asked one of my, my friends to, to tell me to find any people in the world. I, I was trying to test this kind of superpower. And uh, we, uh, at that moment, we, we were in Moscow, and she, was, uh, she asked me to find the sea level guy in the Canadian TV station or stuff like this. I, I find four. Nice. Well, now I'm thinking in my brain, there's a few people I need to find. So I'm going to rack my brain and come back to you on this one. But uh, either way, Vlad, I want to thank you very much for joining us today. As I always do, I take lots of notes. I'm a big fan. Thank you very much for all of your time today and for sharing and lots of learnings. Um, but the way we like to end our show is we like to leave you with the last word. So anything that you want to share to the startup community or to investors, um, I leave it and turn it over to you. But thank you again for all your time today. Uh, thank you, Jeffrey, for having me here. And it was a, it was a real pleasure. So and if I speak in, uh, to, to the founders, uh, I think just, just work hard and, uh, and find a way and, and, and build a great product. It's, it's a too uh, standard, but, uh, but still interesting pro, uh, words, which I should tell to any, any founders. And uh, I, would be, I would be pleasure to, to chat with any of you so and then could, could help to anyone uh, if, I can, if I can help somehow.
Awesome. Well, we're going to make sure we share this out to everybody and uh, hopefully everybody reaches out so you can help lots more people, but fantastic what you've been doing. Thank you again for all your time, Vlad. And uh, we wish you the best. Well, that was fantastic. I love the fact that Vlad gave us some really good insights on the things that VCs look for uh, from the size of market tractions, team valuation, size of round, and how much the ownership of the, uh, of the founders have in the business having to be over 50% at series a, and then on his angel side, team and market size, all great insights, loved how they work on the board and how they make sure that that's implemented. Great insights again. Um, and then he was from Siberia and he had some really great choices there too on answers. So, uh, fantastic again, brilliant to have Vlad on. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this conversation, please subscribe to our YouTube channel or follow us in Spotify, Apple podcast and or Stitcher. You can also check us out at supportersfund.com or for startup events, visit opn.ninja. Thank you and have a great day.